Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. You have your Bible, hold it up tonight. Let's make our confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Tonight, I will be taught the uncompromised Word of God. My mind's alert. My heart's receptive. I'll not leave the same as I came in Jesus' name. And every time I come to Church on the Rock, my faith and my life get stronger and stronger. Let's thank God for the Word right now. Thank you for the Word, Lord. Thank you for the Word. Amen and amen. Well, I believe I have a good Word for you tonight. I believe you're going to say, boy, it was worth coming to midweek service tonight because you're going to be fed. I believe you're going to get answers, wisdom, insight, revelation. Amen? So tonight, I want to talk to you about, if the guys will put it up here, the title of the message is Faith Requires Focus. To have strong faith, it requires focus in my life. And so tonight, we're going to talk about how important that is, how to guard our focus, eliminate distractions from our life, because, you know, distractions will choke the word from working in our life. Distractions choke the word. Now, a scripture reference for that is Mark chapter 4 of the sower sows the seed, and he talks about the cares of life, the distractions of life come in and choke the word. So distractions, you know, somebody said that distractions destroy more dreams than anything else. Distractions destroy dreams more than anything else. So you and I need to know how to guard our focus, understand the importance of focus, and how we have to have a strong focus for strong faith. Now, focus, I went to Webster today and looked at it, and it said in the dictionary, focus is a central point of concentration. A central point of concentration. Let's all say concentration together. Concentration. You know, here's what I know, walking with God for over 50 years of my life, well over that, almost 60 now, is I I understand that I can't be a strong Christian without developing concentration in my life. I have to learn how to concentrate on what really matters, how to focus on the big things and not focus on the little things, how to guard my focus and eliminate distractions. You and I have right now more distractions than any other generation, any other generation. You know, I can remember sitting and teaching and preaching in this auditorium before there was an internet. Seriously, before there was Christian television just started TBN when we were in this building. I can remember standing out there. I used to always stand out in the lobby, shake hands when people would leave. I can still remember people walking up, Pastor, have you heard about Trinity Broadcasting? Have you heard about Christian television? You know, this is all before internet social media, Facebook. This is all before emails, any of that. 
So think about it right now. This message tonight is very appropriate. If you and I are going to have strong faith to go through the storms of life, Jesus on the main line, please answer that phone. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Is to have strong faith, we have to have a strong focus, okay? With the story we're going to look at tonight is when Jesus was walking on the water and he called Peter to come out of the boat. And as long as Peter was looking at Jesus, he was walking in the supernatural on the water. But as soon as his circumstances distracted him and his broken focus, his life began to sink. Broken focus destroys more dreams than anything else. Broken focus destroys or causes more unfulfilled dreams than anything else. I look back here as we're in this sanctuary. I think of all the people who were with me back then who aren't with me now. Who's, a lot of them, they're still in town, and they're not even going to, if, it'd be great if they were going to church someplace, but a lot of them aren't even going to church. What happened? Broken focus. They got other things that distracted them, got them off course. How do you stay on course? How do you sustain? How do you stay faithful? How do you finish strong? It takes strong focus. So focus is a central point of concentration, all right? Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. And let me just give you a couple golden nuggets. Whatever you focus on gets bigger. Whatever you focus on gets bigger. And who are we to focus on? Jesus, right? The Bible says looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, so we can run our race. My dad always would tell me, Dave, if you want to make it in the ministry, you have to keep your eyes off of people and keep your eyes on Jesus. Because if you get your eyes off Jesus, you'll never finish strong. It's good, sound wisdom. So to have strong faith, I have to have a strong, clear focus. Focus is always connected to my faith, all right? So the things that I focus on get bigger. Number two, what I focus on gets better. What I focus on gets better. If you and I focus on our health, our health gets better. If you and I focus on our finances, our finances get better. If you and I focus on our marriage, our marriage gets better. Whatever you focus on gets bigger. Whatever you focus on gets better. Whatever you focus on gets your attention and your affection. Whatever you focus on gets your attention and your affection. So let's look at this story, and then I'm going to give you 12, only on Wednesday night, 12 lessons to learn from this story, okay? This is the story of Peter walking on the water as he looked to Jesus, but the minute he began to look at the waves and the wind, his life began to sink. That distraction you know, what did it do? It kept him from walking in the supernatural. Broken focus caused him to go from strong faith to weak faith. Broken focus got his eyes off Jesus, got his eyes on the wind and the waves, and he went from strong faith to weak faith or little faith. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. 
when he dismissed the crowd. Notice, Jesus wants you and I to go to the other side. He wants us to get through, right? He wants us to get through on the other side. He's not going to leave you and I in the middle of the Sea of Galilee in a storm. He wants to take us through the storm, through the difficulty, through the crisis. See, tonight, the big idea, if you're in a crisis tonight, if you're in trouble tonight, if you're in transition tonight, if you're about to move into unfamiliar territory tonight, the key is refocus. If you're in trouble, if you're surrounded, if you're overwhelmed, if you have problems galore, you say, Pastor, I don't know what to do. When you don't know what to do, you refocus. And we're going to talk about how to do that tonight. But let me bring out a couple things. Jesus, what did he do? What's the next word? Jesus. You're worth waiting for on Wednesday night. Y'all are worth waiting for, bless your heart, to come out on Wednesday night. Notice, he made them get into the boat. He knowing a storm was ahead of them. He made them get in the boat, knowing ahead of time a storm was ahead of them. Whoa. He made them get in the boat, and they obeyed. So that teaches me that even when I obey God, everything won't be hunky-dory. They obeyed him. He made them get in the boat. Him knowing they were headed for a storm. They obeyed him and through obedience. So that simply means that when you're in the perfect will of God, it's not always going to be easy or hunky-dory, right? Through obedience, but they still encountered a storm in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. So Jesus made them get into the boat Go ahead of him to the other side when he dismissed the crowd. Next verse, verse 23. After he had dismissed them, he went up to the mountainside to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. Verse 24. And the boat was already considerable distance from the land. In John, the same story, synoptic gospels, it says they were three and a half miles from shore. Three and a half miles from shore. The boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because of the wind was against it. Now, they've obeyed God. They did what God said to do, and now they've encountered a storm or difficulty or a challenge. You know, probably tonight, if you were to say to me, Pastor, man, this has really been hard this year. It's been a challenge this year. I'm probably going to tell you, you're right in the perfect will of God. And the good news is that this too shall pass, and you're going to go to the other side. On the other side of the storm is what you want. On the other side of your trouble is what you want. On the other side of the giant is what you're looking for. On the other side of fear, on the other side of the mountain, is what you really, truly want, so don't quit. The boat was already a considerable distance from the land, about three and a half miles, being buffeted, tossed to and fro by the waves and the wind that was against it. Verse 25. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them. Look at this, walking on the lake. Now, what, he had, what had he been doing? Praying on the mountaintop. And now he's walking on the water. He was praying on the mountaintop, and now he's walking on the water. Verse 26. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. 
They said, it's a ghost. And they said, and they cried out in fear. Verse 27. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. So tonight, if you're in a crisis, you're in trouble, you're in a problem, you're in a dilemma, you're facing giants, your back's against the wall, you don't know what to do. When you don't know what to do, refocus. Don't stay in fear. Get in faith. Notice they're in fear, and he's telling them, get in faith. So tonight, you know, you're doing the best thing you could do if all hells are coming. I'm talking to somebody tonight. If, if everything that could go wrong is going wrong, you're in the best place. You're in the house of God with a community of your church, and you're hearing faith. Notice he's trying to get them to refocus from fear to faith, to get their eyes off of the wind and the waves and on him. Great faith, strong faith, is always a result of your focus, okay? So Jesus immediately said to them, and how does faith come? By hearing, and hearing the word of God. So what you and I need to do tonight is make sure when you don't know what to do, refocus. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. The Greek actually says, it's the I am. It's the I am don't be afraid. You know, we need to refocus and get in his presence. When you get in his presence, it casts out the spirit of fear. Right? Glory to God. Well, I'm getting, I'm getting excited about my own teachings tonight. Praise the Lord. Verse 28, verse 28. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Verse 29. Come. So notice, Peter is not going to walk on the water. He's going to walk on the word. Right? One word from God in your trouble, in your storm, in your difficulty is all you need. To rise above it, to overcome it, to get through it, and on the other side. All he said was one word. Turn to somebody and tell them, all you need is one word from God. Come, he said. Then Peter, what did he do? Faith, real faith, never stays in a comfort zone. Real faith never stays in the boat. Real faith never stays in the comfort zone. Our faith can't grow in a comfort zone. You and I need challenges, faith challenges, every day of our life for our faith to grow. Notice, any of them could have got out of the boat, but only one did. Any of them could have got out of the boat and act on the word, but only one did. He said, come. Then Peter got out of the boat. Look at this. And he walked on the water. And he came toward Jesus. His focus was on Jesus, and his faith was strong based on a promise. Come. His focus was on Jesus, and he stepped out based on a promise, come. Next verse, verse 30. But when he saw the wind, you ever think about this? You can't see the wind. You can see the result of the wind. You know, I've got leaves in my yard. Anybody got leaves in your yard? Okay, and you can see them blowing around, right? But I can't see the wind. But he saw the wind. And what happened? His focus was broken, and he went from faith to fear. 
Great, strong faith is always connected to your focus and what you're looking at. So notice when he saw the wind, he became afraid and his life began to sink. When you and I allow broken focus and get our eyes off of Jesus and on our circumstances, our life will begin to go down. Our life will begin to sink. We'll begin to regress and retreat and want to give up and waver and wander and doubt. The minute we get our focus off of Jesus, I have to keep my focus where it needs to be on him for my faith to stay strong. My faith won't stay strong if I'm focusing on my circumstances, focusing on my feelings, focusing on the things that are going on around me. If that's my focus, no wonder my faith is unstable. He was was strong. He got out of the boat. He walked on the word. He stepped out on a promise. And I'm talking to somebody tonight. There's somebody here tonight that God's been promising you of the next step. You need to take it. He's promising you and he's giving you a word to take the next step. Now, he's not going to give you steps. He's going to give you a step. I, I want to say that again. He's not going to give you the big picture. He's not going to give you the whole plan, but he's going to give you a step. And he's going to give you a promise or word to take that step. And that will give you faith that you need as long as you keep your focus on him. Oh, can we have a praise break? Am I helping anybody tonight? Wow. So when he saw the wind circumstances, he went from faith to fear and he began to sink. I don't want your life or my life to sink. I want our life to soar, not sink, but soar. I want us to rise above and live the level that God wants us to live and not just be average. Began to sink, but he cried out, Lord, save me. Next verse. Immediately. How soon did Jesus respond to him? Immediately. Because it was the will of him to get them all to the other side, right? Even though he made them get in the boat, he made them get in the boat knowing there was a storm ahead of him, but he had inside information. Jesus, everything was going to be okay. Don't be moved by the storm, the trouble, the difficulty, the crisis, Okay. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. And look what he said. Oh, you of little faith. How did he go from strong faith to get out of the boat on a word to little faith? Broken focus. Got his eyes off Jesus and on people. Got his eyes off Jesus and on circumstances. Got his eyes off Jesus and the surroundings, the environment. And he began to sink. He needed to refocus, didn't he? Refocus. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught him. You of little faith. He said, why did you doubt? Next verse. And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Isn't it interesting when the prince of peace got in the boat with them? Everything changed. You get in his presence, refocus, and everything will change. You know, today, uh, one of our staff, we have a staff meeting, and they said they had done some research And the two things people want more than anything else right now, one of them was hope, and the other was peace, an inward peace. People are looking for an inward peace and hope more than anything else, according to her research, which I agree with. And they climbed into the boat. Jesus got in the boat with them, and the wind, wow, 
died down. Next verse, one more verse. Then those who were with him in the boat, look at this. What did they do? Worship will cause you to refocus from fear to faith, from lack to abundance. Worship will cause you to refocus. And focus is required for strong faith. Well, I hope I'm helping somebody tonight. Then those that were in the boat, what did they do? They worshiped him saying, this is the first time they called him this. So they got a revelation of who he was. If you get a revelation of who Jesus really is, you'll be refocusing your life and getting it back on track. You are truly the son of God. What an amazing story. I encourage you to read it on your own and just ask God to give you revelation on your own. But let me give you some of the lessons that I learned from this, 12 of them. But you have a photo op, so you can take a picture here on the screen, okay? So number one, let's look at it. Guard your focus. You're going to have to guard my focus. Wow. Number two, faith requires focus to remain strong. Faith requires focus to remain strong. Number three, keep your focus on him. What you focus on gets bigger and better. Keep your focus on him, not people, not your circumstances, not your situation, but on him. Keep your focus on him. As long as Peter was focused on him, he walked on the water. Verse four, verse four. Number four, broken focus will cause our life to sink. There are more unfulfilled dreams because of broken focus. Start out well, but something attracts and gets your attention. Something distracts you. You know, I remember years ago in this building, we used to have Norval Hayes come here. Any of you old timers remember Norval Hayes? Norval is in heaven, but Norval was a multimillionaire. He was into real estate. He had nursing homes. Uh, he was an evangelist. He had a Bible school, but he was a multimillionaire in real estate, in real estate and in nursing homes, okay? So one time, Norval was here, and I took Norval out to eat after the service. I said, Norval, I said, I'm looking at a strip mall right down the road here on Mexico Road. This has been decades ago because we've been in that building 20 years, okay? So decades ago. I said, Norval, I'm looking at maybe buying this strip mall down here because I want to have additional income. The church can't pay me enough to what I want to do for the kingdom. And I want other streams. And, and I said, what do you think? I said, you're into real estate. You're a multimillionaire. You know what to invest in. I said, what do you think about this strip mall? And you know what he told me? He said, God didn't call you to invest in strip malls. He said, God called you to be a pastor teacher of Church on the Rock, seriously, of St. Peter's, Missouri. He said, you stay on track. You run your course. You don't get off track. Don't be doing any of these side things. You know, seriously, seriously, what was that? He was keeping me from being distracted, keeping me from being distracted, okay? A multi-level marketing. Ever heard of Amway? Amway? Well, I was connected to the third guy from the top years ago, the third guy from the top of the whole Amway organization in the world. I had connection, Kim and I were the third guy, multi-millionaire. 
wanted Kim and I to be in his group, under him, said, you'll make millions immediately. I mean, just being in my downline, my group. And you know what? I began to ask other counsel, Kim and I, uh, in our world at that time, advisors, again, what they tell me, don't do it. It's a distraction. It'll get you off your race. It'll get you off your course, and you won't finish strong. You know, every opportunity that comes your way isn't from God. Every door that opens isn't from God. You're going to have to learn to discern what's flesh, what's God. Amen? Because you know what? If I would have bought that strip mall a long time ago, Kim and I would be in Acapulco tonight. <laughs> Broken focus will cause our life to sink. Number five, eliminate all distractions. What are those little things on your phone? Notifications? Well, like I said, we have more disruption and uh, distractions now. So uh, eliminate all distractions out of your life. Oh, this would be a good inventory, wouldn't it? You know, I, I, I read a lot of books of movers and shakers. And a lot of the books that I read of the movers and shakers, they'll, they'll only look at their email. They'll only look at all their messages twice a day, in the morning and in the evening. None during the day. None during the day. Because they're nothing but distractions. They're nothing but distractions. Ask God to show you the distractions. Start small, but what you can eliminate from your life, okay? Number six, can't always control my environment, but I can control my focus. That was worth coming to Wednesday night. I can't always control. There, there's going to be wind. There's going to be waves. There's going to be storms. There's going to be opportunities. There's going to be opportunities. There's going to be this. There's going to be that. There's going to be the other. But I can't always control that, but I can control my focus. Either my eyes are on the wind and the wave or on Jesus. You have control of what you're looking at. You have control of what you're focused on. Now, if I'm focused on the wrong thing, my life will begin to sink and go in reverse and retreat instead of going forward. Faith always requires focus. Can't always control my environment but I can control my focus. Am I connecting? Yes. Okay, praise God. Number seven, faith doesn't stay in the boat. Faith gets out of the boat, out of the comfort zone. I'll never grow in the boat, right? Peter had a big lesson he learned from by getting out of the boat. He walked on the water. Don't you know a lot of, a lot of Christians, a lot of preachers would have wrote a book after that, created a CD after that? Had a magazine article after that. Lessons learned, walking on the water, sink with Jesus, right? Okay. Faith doesn't stay in the boat because faith can't grow in the comfort zone. I got to get out of the boat. I've got to get a word from God and I've got to keep my focus on Jesus. Number eight, in a crisis, trouble, defining moment, or unfamiliar territory, what do I do when I don't know what, I, what to do? I've got to refocus. You know, whatever you're focused on is producing the feelings in your life. So tonight, if you feel down, you're focused on the wrong things. If you feel like quitting, you're focused on the wrong things. If you feel like committing adultery, you're focused on the wrong things. If you feel like giving up, you're focused on the wrong things. Because what you focus on creates the feelings that you're experiencing. 
So in the middle of the night, you wake up with a panic attack, don't know what to do, all depressed, all discouraged, in fear. What do you want to do? Refocus. You want to change what you're thinking about and looking at, and when you do, everything else will change. Okay? Number nine, worship Jesus. I refocus by worshiping him. By, by, you know, I, I like to lift my hands, you know, when I'm in private worship and praise because when I lift my hands, I'm looking up, right? I'm looking up or I'm looking up. I'm closing my eyes. I'm focusing on him. Like Kim said tonight, how good he is, how great he is, how awesome he is, how wonderful he is. I am worshiping Jesus will refocus your life and your emotions and the direction to get you back on track. Worship Jesus will refocus. Next, number 10, refocus by declaring his promises. By declaring the promises of God, you know, in Matthew 6, it says we take a thought with a word. We take a thought with a word. So the words that I speak, they arrest thoughts, okay? So if I want to refocus, I'm going to, number one, worship Jesus. I'm going to have a Make my house a worship center. Make my car a worship center. Make my bathroom a worship center. Make the backyard a worship center. Number two, I'm going to refocus my life because faith always requires focus. If my faith is struggling, look at what I'm looking at. If my faith is struggling, if it's hard for me to believe, look at what I'm focusing on. So number two, I declare the promises of God. You decree and you declare the promises of God, and it will refocus your focus. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. You can do all things through Christ. But my God will supply all my needs. And by his stripes I am healed. And I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. What am I doing? Man, I'm getting rid of everything I shouldn't be looking at, thinking about. I'm refocusing. So I refocus through worshiping God. I refocus, number two, through declaring his promises. Number 11, did I have any more? Is that it? Oh, I did. Oh, look at this. This is a good one. How do I refocus? I bring up from the past what is helpful for the present. You know, and I, when we're here on Wednesday nights, and, you know, I have some of you saying, and I, I, I agree, you know, Wednesday night's getting to be favorite because we come over here, and I think of all the memories and all the giants we fought and all the seasons and all the decades. Now, listen very carefully. In your life, every decade has different challenges, okay? I've pastored this church for 40 years, four decades. Each decade, there were different challenges. In your 20s, you don't have the challenges you had that you had when you were a teenager. In your 30s, you don't have the challenges you had when you were in your 20s. When you're in your 40s, you don't have the challenges you had when you were in your 30s. And when you're in your 50s, you have different challenges than the decade of your 40s. When you're in your 60s, you don't have the same problems that you had when you were in your 50s. Every decade has different challenges, okay? And so what you want to do is when you need to refocus, you're going to worship the Lord, all right? It's more than just 30 seconds. You're going to get in his presence. Peace is going to come. You're going to declare the promises of God, decree the promises of God, right? And faith will come, fear will go. And then you're going to bring up from the past what is helpful for the present. You know, I think of, you know, I think of uh, 
of a $24 million building across the street when we were in this building trying to raise $24 million. God did that. I think of all the giants that we faced and all the things we had to overcome, and God did that. So I'm not going to bring up the past that's going to demoralize me, defeat me, discourage me, what I did wrong, you know, what I, what, what the wrong choice. So I'm going to bring up what God did, the lion, the bear, the Goliath, right? So you refocus. Am I helping because your focus is connected to your faith. If you're struggling tonight, it's hard to believe. Examine, what are you focusing on? Critics? Doubt? Unbelief? Other people who tell you it won't work? What are you focusing on? Negativity? The news? Social media? I tell you, I couldn't be an overcoming Christian and be on social media very much. That's just me. I couldn't do it. Bring up from the past what is helpful for the present. Bring up from the past what is helpful for the present. If God did it then, God will do it again. If God did it then, because God's will is for you to get through what you're in tonight, the crisis, the unfamiliar territory, the trouble, the problem, and get to the other side. Oh, praise God. All right, number 12. I think I got 12. Okay. And last but not least, and there are more. These are some lessons that I learned from this story. Remember Remember, after this all happened and he got in the boat, they declared him a name they'd never given him before, the Son of God. Remember and get a revelation, God is with you in your boat, and God is for you. God is with you, and God is for you. Don't leave, as the team comes, don't leave God out of your equation, but God. The doctor said this, okay, but God. The lawyer said this, okay, but God. My boss said this, okay, but God. The news is telling me this, but God. The principal said this about my kids, but God. So don't leave God out of the equation. You refocus by remembering. You refocus by bringing up in the past what's helpful for the present. You refocus by declaring the pro your daily confession list. You refocus by spending everyday time worshiping him. And guess what? You'll be in faith, strong faith, your eyes on him. And whatever comes your way, whatever will be, you're going to get through it, and you're going to get through it successfully, and you're going to come through it as an overcomer, and you're going to have lessons that you learned that you can share with other people that will help them get through their storms of life. Amen? What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.